what's up and listen to me because i'm nick and you're listening to nick flanagan weekly the vainly titled podcast i'd love to change the title to something that just doesn't have my name in it the last thing i want to be reminded of is my name my name's nick this uh this podcast happens four times a week i'm always the host I forgot to reload my water, and I feel like I have a lot to say, so I'm going to have to be careful with the amount of water I drink. This might be a Tums night. You know what I'm saying? Oh, did you see how influenced by the rap I was? I went, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Anyway, I thought I'd come in with a lot more energy than I have. This is very strange. I, I was not expecting this level of low energy, except for the fact that I'm recording this at like 1.15 in the morning because I just took my time. I got home at 10. I meditated. That felt good. Centered myself. Did my stand-up bit I've been doing for a long time where I write questions that I get someone to ask me in the audience and answer them in the moment. Vulnerable as possible. Really what I'm feeling. It's it's my favorite thing to be doing lately. I don't even know what it is yet. I don't understand the purpose of it. But it feels good. And um, they're letting me do it at shows. So I'm thankful. Thank you to the people at Free Pizza, Michael Kohlberg, Everardo Ramirez, the rest of the gang. Thank you. This music just stopped. This is loading. Why wouldn't internet work? Look, I'm not, I don't need music. Just because the music stops, that doesn't mean the podcast is over. That doesn't mean I'm going to edit it. I'm not anything, anything. I'm not anything, anything. I am nothing. You are nothing. We do not exist. And if none of us exist, all of us exist. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Nah, I mean, God, what am I doing? What am I doing, man? I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm reading. I'm reading a lot of books. I read The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, half of it. And then I was like, I don't give a fuck about this. I don't need to hear some guy who is acting more nihilistic than, pe- than like, he thinks he's Mr. Mr. Edge, edgy blogger. It's like, has this guy ever talked to a noise musician? You are nothing writer of the subtle art of not giving a fuck compared attitude wise compared to a noise musician this is my impression of the subtle art of not giving a fuck he's like you care too much about things well you actually care too much about the wrong things and you don't care enough about the right things like your cat fuck your cat i know your cat's fluffy but fuck your cat put down the burrito buddy look at your cat and say fuck you and it says fuck so many times in this book. And obviously I'm saying fuck a lot right now. But I'm not some book that's telling people how to be better. A book that's like, you just gotta fucking be super good. It's like, I can't trust you. Thinking about that words that have been in the popular realm lately. Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck is a great example. Like I'm at the book with I, store, I'm at the bookstore with my child, Nancy. Nancy looks at the books. Daddy! Daddy! 
Should I get the book? It's got the subtle art of not giving a fool. Honey, you said the word. The word's on the book, Daddy. Oh, you got me. I guess I can't get you in trouble. Nancy's going to get in trouble for some other stuff, though, if that's the first book she's reading. I should not allow her to read the book. But I would, because it's on a regular bookshelf. What about MILF? I feel like MILF is being used in, like, Arthur com uh, Arthur cartoons. Dora the Explorer nowadays. And nobody wants to follow it to its Oedipal... Ugh. It's Oedipal roots. Not the most comfortable point for a person who lives in the room next to where his mother also lives could make a point to by the way i feel like i'm going to help destigmatize people who live with their moms and are practically able to earn uh old folks pension <laughs> if i'd worked in my working years i would be close to closer to being eligible for pension than i would be to go to um preschool so do the math that's how old I am. Getting some good responses to yesterday's meditation. Maybe I'll make a meditation Monday. Would you like to hear that? Oh, this is Nick Flanagan Weekly. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I should let you know, this is an uh, episode I will answer a question. And I'm going to make a few points. I feel like talking about a few things. Yesterday was all over the map, and I didn't really put make it a long podcast. Today I might keep it going. I just kind of feel like I have a lot of points to make. You know, I had a big day. Anyway, uh, I asked a question. I asked if anyone on the Twitter for this podcast, Nick Flan Weekly, the Twitter, I asked if anyone had any questions. I did get one question, so I will answer that in depth shortly, and I will answer that in the moment. And I'm not going to get there yet. And if you have questions you want to ask me, I'll just answer them as they come. That's weeklypodcast at gmail.com, W-E-A-K-L-Y podcast at gmail.com. I've been asked questions about asexuality before, ways I cope with stuff. Two subjects that I'm beyond amateurish about, but I got two cents to throw in. Oh my god. I did something very culture jammy today. So I live right by this uh, intersection. That's on a major street, but my street is a side street. Nice residential street. Tons of kids, tons of old folks, boomers, but they count. And then the other side of the street, another side street, same deal. Tons of schools in the area. But because it's a major street, people are always going really fast. And they are always, always running the red light of this street I, I live at. And I say, screw you. Screw you, cars. You can't run this light. What is this, L.A.? If this is L.A., I want to have a little bit more on the audition front. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> If you hear a noise in the background, it's my computer imitating a microwave. So anyway, this car runs the red when I'm waiting for the light to change. I've bought this bulk food. I bought this bulk food called, uh, this is why I run. Pretzels and peanut butter coops. That type of thing. And, uh, when the car run the light why i got so scared that i couldn't do anything but the bag opened up and all these 
pretzels and balls landed on the car and made a noise. Boy, was I embarrassed. Also, I was thinking a fun thing to do would be putting up signs at places where you're sick of seeing people run red lights. Just putting up, like, official-looking signs that say, red light cameras in effect. That's a good idea, isn't it? We should all do that. Take back the streets. Take them back, I say. It's not just the French who are doing it. Does anyone know what's happening there? Is this uh, left-wing or right-wing? Are those terms anymore? Doesn't it feel like it's getting so extreme, so split, that pretty soon the meanings will not even exist? And we'll just be cavemen hitting each other with bones? Doesn't it feel that way? I watched a clip of the Russell Brand podcast today. That was cool. I'm into it. I'm going to keep watching that. He was interviewing Candace Owens, who... Not really a fan of Candace Owens. She seems like a liar. She seems like someone who... Has developed her own personal philosophy. And has twisted it into... Essentially, she's against victim culture. Well, really calling society a victim of victim culture, which is a very strange anachronism to me. Um, but Russell Brand, I, I, you know, I do like the, the way he is, even though it is borderline this kind of like, hey man, what's money? I don't know, it's this thing you have millions of? Oh yeah. But I just like the guy. I, uh, I gotta say, on this podcast, and, and uh, you know, to have Gabor Mate and Candace Owens on the same podcast, and frankly, to be intellectually a cut above most American podcasters trying to do, do the same, sorry, podcasters, step you, no, I love metaphysical podcast, I like Duncan Trussell show, love it, but it's nice hearing a British perspective. I think that there is a, I was talking about this today, there's a lack of self-centeredness that has to do with not being sort of born into manifest destiny that almost everyone but Americans have. And it's wonderful that you have it, Americans, but boy, is it great hearing people who don't have it just go about their lives. But uh, we all know I love you, America. I love you, America. You're the nicest country. Mwah. That's what I give you, America. A big fat kiss on the lips. I don't care what gender you are, America. I'm kissing you on the lips. Mwah. <laughs> Where'd the music go? I don't care. I'm going to be the music. My voice is the music today. Some Ladysmith Black Mombazo. Uh... Tibetan throat singer stuff you're hearing. I'm my voice is the instrument. You know whose voice was really an instrument? Jerry Lewis. <laughs> the great Jerry Lewis. So I'm in the middle of reading a book called Answers to Distraction, which is another in the series by uh, Edward Hallowell and John Rady. It's an ADHD book. Another one reading them. Oh, I'm just just reading them. If you know something I should read, I'll, I'll read them. Let me know. Uh, it's great. 
This one is a more practical series of answers uh, to questions. Um, once you get to like three books by the same authors, you kind of wind up getting a sense of where they're all coming from. But honestly, any one of these books, Answers to Distraction, Driven to Distraction, and especially Delivered from Distraction, are just really helpful for ADHD, uh, people who have ADD or ADHD, or people who think they might, or people whose lives just feel maybe that they're a little disorganized, and it's got tips for that too. Um, or if you are constantly frustrated by a person who has ADD in your life, or you're a therapist, or a doctor listening to this, which feels like that wouldn't happen, but... If you are a therapist or a doctor and, and you haven't read these books, I, I do think you're missing out. Um, in fact, it was my therapist who recommended this to me, um, these books to me. And, and that was it was that recommendation that made me trust her, which is cool. And I just think about all the people in the creative class that I'm in. The underclass, lower than the working class. It's not true, but, you know, the people who do art are like, it's hard. Most of them have day jobs. And a lot of them are, you know, they're not great at those day jobs. <laughs> and the art is hard to produce, whatever that may be. I use the term art, but I could be meaning like, you know, Buffy fan fiction, whatever you're doing. And I think that creative spark sometimes has to do with a restless mind. The mind is like, you're lying down and the mind is like, I can't sleep. But your body's like, I am asleep. And your mind is like, well, guess what? You're going to have some Freddy style nightmares if you want to sleep because I can't sleep. That's what your brain is saying. And I just think if these books were widely available to people who are daydreamers, even if you don't have ADD, because again, I just think... There's so many, there's so many like mimicking symptoms within a lot of different disorders and within some that are caused by um, just being injured or having trauma in your life, as I've talked about many times. And I'd love to talk to someone who has more to say about this. Uh, I do have a great interview coming up with Zoe Dodd from uh, Overdose Prevention Society. I'm going to post that on Thursday. I was going to post an interview today, but I had some cancellations and I just, it is a solo podcast. My friend reminded me of that today. I, 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 there will be an interview, probably an interview a week, but a lot of it is just going to be this, me talking while wearing a dress shirt and a cat slumbers off, off, off to the side. You can't even find it. But yeah, I mean, I just think that as you know, to teach things like money management and to teach things about dealing with what your brain is, how to really properly manage that are as important as learning geometry, <laughs> for instance, or the history of yarn, which I, I've heard they're teaching in some campuses. Yeah, so, you know, not uh, I just really feel for the creative fields because... There are all these people who are getting by, excelling in them, and they inspire those who either are still attempting or are on their way to attempt. And it's like, well, I hope you hit that strata. 
And if you don't hit that strata, I just hope that you can do your best with where you're at, you know? Because you're just, all you got that red blood. It's like Warren Zevon said in a song called My Shit's Fucked Up. Um, the rich folks die like the rest of us. <sighs> so anyway, uh, if you're trying to cure the winter blahs, there's nothing better to do than to go to wikipedia.com. Wikipedia, your favorite subject. And they're looking for your money right now, so maybe consider donating to Wikipedia. And if you run out of that Wikipedia suite, if you don't want to spend any more money on Wikipedia, you could donate to my Patreon. Patreon.com slash Nick Flanagan. Still working out my tears. But very soon the deals will be good. And you'll go, oh wow, I can't wait to participate in this Patreon. <clears throat> it's too silent, but I'm just going to roll with it, as I said. Me, me, mama, moo. Me, may. Ma, Mo. moo. See, you don't need music. My voice is uh, the harp. So Michael asks, "Do you have any goals or accomplishments this? Do you have any goals or accomplishments you'll be working for in the new year?" I'm going to be working on trying not to be so stressed out and just letting things slide. Michael, thank you for the question. Thank you for the support. This is Michael. He supported the podcast. I appreciate it. Goals or accomplishments I'll be working for in the new year? Great question. I have some people that I really want to collaborate with on a very, on professional projects, and I hope those come to fruition. So in some cases, I hope those are created, you know, because I, I have some people I'm talking to about hanging out with and developing ideas with and that would just be amazing and i really the other thing is i just want to keep doing this podcast and have a structured a schedule for it and as structured a plan for it as possible and you know obviously i want to be exploring how to be a person as best i can within the carcass I have been handed. So I think what I'm trying to say is one of these accomplishments I'm trying to get is a goddamn 16-pack. You know what I'm saying? That core strength would make me feel good. And I'm going to try to remember that for me, being mean to me, does not help me be better, so I should be nice to me. And by but snacks are not always being nice, even though we think they are. And wouldn't it be nice to go vegetarian? I keep wanting to, and then someone just puts jerky in my mouth when I'm not looking. And I chew it and I go, Oh, it's good, it's salty, it's good. So those are, are my accomplishments. What accomplishments? What are your goals you have in the New Year's? Not so much resolutions, but but things you want to do. And Mike, by the way, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of trying to figure out what you mean. Not be so stressed out just letting things slide. 
I don't know if you're saying you are so stressed out that you let things slide, which I totally understand. Feeling overwhelmed and then being like a deer in the headlights. Something that always fascinates me is an abil- the ability that it feels like I have to um, escalate the consequences and disaster of any given situation. So if my thing is a day late, it's possible that my stress about this will make it 30 days late. 30 days later, I'll be like, I finally did it. You know, whatever that it is. Or, for instance, I've been needing to go to the DMV, whatever it's called in Canada, do something really simple so that I can help with like the insurance on the car I'm driving. And it's like, I just haven't. Now, obviously, nobody wants to go there, but it it would probably take a second. That could happen in 2021 at the rate I'm going. And it's just, I worry about it because I think we all have a fear that one day we'll be like, okay, I finally dressed to go outside. And then you look in the mirror and you're just, you know, the crypt keeper. (laughs) Oh, no, I took so long doing this that all my skin fell off. And my eyes are just sockets. Happy Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Ramadan. Uh, pretty soon they'll have surgery to put skin back on bone people. That's going to be nice. Well, this has been a pretty long podcast. <laughs> and the music stopped. It was too funky and fly for what I was laying down. But, um, but yeah, so this is Nick Flanagan Weekly. I'm Nick. Um, listen to Mark Hughes, uh, his podcast, which I believe is called, I don't remember the name of his podcast offhand, and uh, it's not on the screen right now. Um, but he has an interview with Margie Francis from Overdose Prevention Society, which will be like another side of, um, my conversation with Zoe, which I'll be putting up on on Thursday for the Thursday episode. So, um, yeah, and Mike, um, I also don't know if you mean that one of your accomplish will be to, accomplishments will be to not let things slide, but just remember, dude, you're doing your best. It's fine. You know, it's like Leonard Cohen said, things are going to slide in all directions. And... Um, That's just hockey, man. That's just curling. You're a good Canadian. So, peace, everybody. Uh, I'll I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening.